This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our anger continues to get worse when we sit in our shame and our muck. She'd be crying, she's two, right? I was totally acting two with her. It's okay that you're angry. It's not okay if you hurt somebody with your anger. Dear young married couple, does anger get in the way of connecting with your spouse and having a loving, intimately connected relationship? If so, this episode is for you. Today we are interviewing Natalie Hickson. She is a certified professional life coach and she helps moms work through destructive anger and burnout. Welcome Natalie to the podcast. Thanks, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Man, we're excited to have you. This is such a, um, I think, needed topic to talk about just because um, I don't think we've talked about it for a while. Mm -hmm. But we know that anger is a very present in a lot of marriages, a lot of relationships. You don't even have to be married to have anger. (laughs) (laughs) So help us understand maybe a little bit more about what anger is to start with. And Mm -hmm. maybe they know what that emotion is, but maybe help help us to maybe, I think that'd probably be a good place to start. What is anger and what do we do with it? So I like to define it in two different ways. We've got the regular, normal human emotion that we have of anger, and then there's destructive anger, okay. right? So, and and many times we don't see a difference, especially if we haven't really stopped to think about it or <clears throat> we're questioning why we're angry, but we don't know how to deal with it or control mm-hmm. it, right? So normal anger is that feeling of frustration, right? It is, um, and it's often a secondary emotion. It's one that we will go to Um, instead of feeling our our fear or our sadness Mm. or disgust, we'll go straight to anger. Mm. Um, But yeah, anger, the annoyance, the frustration, the irritation, right? Something's not right in our world, um, in in our perception. And so that's normal, okay? Then when we go to that secondary, when we use it as a secondary emotion, we are then using it to control our situation, to protect Mm. ourselves, to change an outcome in our favor, right? And so in that way, we often will see experiences where we're we're screaming or yelling or manipulating, um, belittling, threatening, physical abuse. um, And then we can have passive aggressive behavior where we're doing silent treatments or we're walking out of the room or um something i used to do was just get in the car and drive off angrily mm-hmm. um those type of things or even snarky snide comments um mm-hmm. you know in in that manipulation too so there's different ways that we'll use destructive behavior um in our anger to again we're trying to protect ourselves we're trying to yeah. control an outcome um and get our point across does that mm-hmm. make sense to what those two yes. differences are? 
Totally. I love that distinction between just anger, which is a very human emotion, a reaction to what's not right in the world. Right. And Mm -hmm. that destructive where it really is starting to control, like it's a really a bid to control the outcome of something or someone else. Random thought I just had kind of a theological question for you where would you place <laughs> jesus's anger in the temple i mean i mean it yeah. was pretty destructive but would you say yeah. it falls into this category of destructive anger so you're saying i could flip a table <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely had righteous anger there right and he mm-hmm. was demonstrating and making a point to the people who are watching to him in that moment so it's not what, you know, Jesus didn't sin. And so we can look at that and go, okay, we're making a demonstration. He's making that demonstration um, and and showing you this wasn't, this wasn't okay. This mm. wasn't okay. And, and it had to be, you know, we can go deeper into that, but I'm okay. not a theologian. So I don't want to like <laughs> go too deep into that, but okay. I, I have studied that out myself for sure. Uh-huh. And in recognizing that wasn't something where um, he was sinning in his anger, whereas we use us, our human nature, right? We're, mm. we are trying to make a point, but it's in our destructive behavior, typically mm. within our um, marriages or relationships, we're hurting that relationship, right? Mm. With how we're carrying ours out. Gotcha. So there's definitely righteous anger though. And there's room for righteous anger. That's, that's part of who God is. He has mm-hmm. anger, right? Mm-hmm. And it is righteous. Mm-hmm. And those are those times that we're making demonstrations too of this isn't okay, right? Yeah. Um, is it destructive to yell at your child who's running across the street to get back before they get hit by a car? That's a demonstration of, of righteous anger, although it looks destructive, right? Uh, Yeah. The good point too, that you make there, because most people would look at that situation and say, well, that's fear, fear that my child's going to get hurt, right? So like, I'm going to run across the street and yell, come back. I'm going to try to grab them. But oftentimes anger, it's a secondary emotion. And so under Mm -hmm. anger is often fear, or like you said earlier, sadness, and we just skip right to anger. Can you talk about how people may not realize what's underneath their anger? What, what are some other things that they might, might find underneath their anger? Yeah, so we do. Again, we'll go to that fear. We'll go to disgust. Mm-hmm. Disgust isn't one that's talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there's there's sadness. And so it's those, those three, especially fear and sadness, are very mm-hmm. vulnerable, right? Yeah. And when we haven't stopped to really go, what's going on for me? Why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Why am I acting out in these ways? Um, we're, we're avoiding going to that vulnerable place many times mm-hmm. often it's because we don't know that there's ways to be helped there's not ways that we we don't know that um we can be helped we feel like we're all alone in this we're the only one who has this situation this challenge this behavior mm-hmm. um and and it seems you know you're talking about that well yeah i mean obviously people have experienced anger and all, all that stuff but when you're in that the throes of it like i remember being in that place i did feel like i was the only one and you know, there was, it was one thing dealing with it with my husband, but when I took that destructive anger into my parenting, the fear of someone taking my children away was very, very present mm, because of yeah. how angry I would get, right? And yeah. so it's that vulnerability that we um, often don't check into, uh-huh. and we just cover it with our anger, trying to 
protect ourselves. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. So tell us a little bit about your um, experience with anger and this journey to Mm -hmm. like overcoming it and learning to work with it maybe. It's probably not overcoming, but working with it. Right. So my husband and I, we started dating at 15 and 16 um, and we got married pretty young around 21. And Mm -hmm. so um, when we moved in together, I started to recognize um, there was a big difference between how we both processed our anger, right? Mm. Um, you would think five years of dating in high school, we'd see that, but really it wasn't until we were in our our place together that we started to really see things come up. Sure. Um, when I was upset, I would scream and yell at him. I'd throw things. I would hit him. Um, and he would just draw within. Like, he'd get really quiet. I remember him just sitting on the couch. I remember one time yelling at him going, why won't you just yell back at me? You know, because my parents, mm. my parents' destructive um, experienced destructive anger by both yelling, slamming, throwing things. I mean, that mm-hmm. was how I watched um, destructive, or that's how I watched anger in my life when you I was were taught. Yeah. I was taught, yeah, just that pattern of it. Um, and so, uh, just a little little side note: they have grown through that. Good. <laughs> my parents, Good. Yes. Um, so so excited about where their relationship is and how much they've grown as well. But nice. you know, back then, that's yeah, what we that's what was modeled for you. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I thought anger was. I mean, my mom told me it was okay to yell when you were angry. Yeah. <laughs> so when Mike's not yelling back at me, I'm like, what is going on? And I'm starting to recognize something's not okay. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know that there was a way to fix it. I thought mm. it was just who I was, mm-hmm. part of my ancestry, Scottish Irish blood. So <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, well, this is this is who I am and but I didn't like it. Right. Mm-hmm. It was it was hard to experience. Um fast forward to having kids and, and bringing our first daughter home, she when she hit her twos, uh, you would find both of us screaming on the floor. I'd be crying, screaming, threatening her. She'd be crying. She's two, right? I was totally acting two with her. Mm. Um, my destructive anger is, and this isn't something I'm proud of by any means, but I share this. Just I have to say this. I share this so that anybody experiencing this knows they're not alone and there's hope and you need to reach out for help, mm-hmm. right? Um, I would scream at her. I would slam doors. I would um, weave little like handprints on her butt or bruises on her arm from squeezing too hard. Mm. I was very, very scary and abusive at that at that point in my um, motherhood journey. Mm. And it was so, so frustrating because I hated it. Yeah. I didn't want to be that way. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know. Again, I didn't know how to change it. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't until... We brought her sister home a few years later that um, I decided Enya's tantrums were getting so epic. The only way to, to help the situation was to take Enya to therapy. Mm. <laughs> so, again, not recognizing it was with me, me who needed to do the changing or could. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, the Lord put a therapist in my life who she observed Enya. She observed us. She ha- uh, met with us alone, me and Mike. And she said, Enya was normal and healthy for her age. It was Natalie who needed to come in. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, How did you receive um, that? Was that kind of hard to hear? Oh, you know, a gut punch. But at the same time, I was like, okay, 
thank you. Like finally someone was telling me that there was help and hope and that I could start working through that and being someone who is, you know, using anger to control because that was part of it, right? Control. Mm -hmm. And those of us who really struggle to be out of control, (laughs) anger is one of our number one tools, power tools. Is that one of the... I was just, was that one of the light bulb moments when you went to therapy? Like you didn't know where this anger came from. Maybe you just didn't like something and you got angry. But was that one of the first light bulb moments that you had? Like I'm using this to control or what, what was the, like one of the first few things? Yeah. That you- wow. I wouldn't say that there's any specific moment where that happened for me. Therapy. I went through therapy for four years. Um, I left like knowing a lot more about me, my family history, why, you know, just a lot. And it was helpful to have someone to talk to every week. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But I left therapy still yelling at my kids. Mm -hmm. I hadn't, I hadn't been able to get over the destructive patterns yet. Were they calming down a bit? Yeah, but they were still present. Right. Mm -hmm. And awareness, but not behavior change. What's that? You had awareness, but not behavior change. Yes. Yes. And so, but that got the ball rolling and I continued my personal growth journey. And it was just, you know, Lord took me through many different, you know, experiences. And then really where he helped me have the most exponential growth was when I started coaching for, for, with moms with anger. Mm-hmm. Um, because that not only, um, it, it kept me accountable. And yeah. it also, he was teaching me things through teaching the moms and, and mm. coaching the moms, right? Mm. And so that was really cool. And I have not arrived. I am not perfect. In fact, we want to talk about being vulnerable. This last weekend, we were on a bike ride and one of my girls got way ahead of me and I started to panic, ah. right? And instead of stopping, and I'll talk mm-hmm. about these tools in just a second, instead of stopping and doing what I like to call sit and pray, Um, I just flew down the hill. We'll be right back to the interview. But first, we wanted to share something that we are really excited about. So, you know, we all have those times where we don't feel super connected to our spouse and we really don't know what conversations to have to get us to that connected place. And then on top of that, we're so busy that we don't prioritize those conversations. And that's why we created the monthly live date night. And Monthly Live Date Night is every month on a Friday night for 90 minutes, 60 minutes. It, we focus on a topic that uh, you guys pick. And then 30 minutes, we do a Q&A and it's live where we're all together asking questions and giving answers on topics related to your marriage, your intimacy. And we share tools. Uh, we have handouts that we call homework because we want you to be there to listen and to soak in. But we really want you to take action in your marriage too. So come join us live for the next monthly live date night. Check the link in the show notes for dates and details. All right. Back to the interview. Yeah. I was so, I was, I went straight from fear right into mm-hmm. destructive behavior. Yeah. And it was very embarrassing, not just for her, but me. There was other people around and that's the thing. Sometimes it hits you and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> what just happened, right? Yeah. So yeah. We, we use what I call recovery. And so we'll talk about the trigger tracker, sit and pray and recovery here. Nice. Um, we can get yeah. into that now. But just telling you, it's it's something that you will continually, you know, if, if you're out there sitting here like, oh my goodness, I do these things, I understand. Um, do I do that all the time? No, very, very occasionally. And it's usually something sparked by that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and over a time of 
high stress. Um, we we just dropped off our oldest at college. Um, mm. States away. We're in Montana and she's in Tennessee. Aww. So that's something I teach. I coach. I'm like, yeah. you have to recognize there's things that when you're in a state of overwhelm, you may fall back into some old patterns and habits. Mm-hmm. Here's how we recovery or nice. recover. And, mm. and today it's not a, it, it will, let me put it this way. Our anger continues to get worse when we sit in our shame and our muck. We have to learn how to process through the shame, the muck, work through that, process, mm-hmm. recover, learn how to um, work through these things so that today I can get on a podcast and say, I messed up last weekend sure. and I recovered. And my relationship with my kiddo is probably better now because of how we work through that yeah. and experienced a challenge to grow together. So good. Yeah. I love it. And thank you for the vulnerability. Yes. So for those listening, they're probably wondering, okay, yes, I see some of these things in my own life. Okay. Lay it on me. Like, how do I start changing? What are those three steps that you're talking about? Or tools. Yes. Or tools. Absolutely. So uh, we'll start with the trigger tracker. Okay. Um, the trigger tracker is something where we'll use my, my weekend. So if um, after this weekend's calmed down, I sit down and I go, okay, what was really going on? Why did I get so upset and, and, and call, um, call out Sky and, and yell at her and say those things. So it's, it's a moment of stopping to process through that challenge, that mm-hmm. moment, um, because okay. often we blow through these experiences and we'll go, oh, I'm so terrible. I can't believe I did that. I don't know how to get over it. And we just keep going. Well, you right? push them away, right? Because those yep. are painful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead it's going back and going, okay, the trigger tracker asks different questions to help you process through that. So you can start looking for ways to um, change the pattern going forward. Okay. So in this, in this um, example, it would be, you know, what was going on for you? Well, it was hot. It was a busy weekend. It's been a crazy couple months. And, she, she had been a little frustrated on the, the bike ride earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and then I got fearful because I can't see her. I can't hear her. She's way in front of me, right? So, that's so you're identifying the context, the experience, and then the underlying emotion of the fear. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe for other situations, sadness or disgust. Absolutely. Maybe okay. you're hangry. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you're stressed over an event in your life. Who knows what's going on? Okay. So you're, you're, you're looking at that picture and then you're going confess it what did I do you know Mm. I said some things I wish I wouldn't have but you say Mm. like detail like this is what I did and it's not the favorite part of the form (laughs) yeah the confession but but hey that's biblical (laughs) yes you need to like look look at that and face it and then okay so what what could I do differently next time right Mm. I should stop calm down before even if I get down to her take a few deep breaths and stop before I start saying anything to her, right? Oh, and we'll talk about sit in a second. So sit would be a good time for that. Okay. Um, and then and then we're looking for biblical truth. What does the Lord say about this? So I like to yes. go in and, and search either in the internet or concordance or just you know somewhere in my Bible notes in the Bible. Where where does the Lord? What around this situation can I find some biblical either encouragement or truth or guidance? 
here. I love that because we're always wanting to go through the process of sanctification in order to become the best version of ourselves that God designed us to be. And how do we sanctify ourselves? Through God's truth. His word is truth. And so if you can find a biblical truth, you are helping yourself through that process of sanctification. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. And you can put any word into a search engine and Bible verse, and you will find <laughs> whole bunches of them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's true. So, so that's the trigger tracker. Um, the trigger tracker is meant to be done after you've calmed down and had some time to, to distance yourself from the situation so you can think more logically and have more perspective about it, right? Nice. Um, and so how do people get the that. trigger tracker? Is that... Is that something they just write down the questions or can they get it from you? Yeah, you can go over to my website and um, I'll shoot you a link for that. But there's, uh, you just put your email in and you can download it for free. Nice. Okay, we'll put that in the show notes. You can download the trigger tracker for free. Just follow the link in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, so sit and pray. What is that? So it's it's an acronym. So we have it is stop, separate, right? Okay. I is inhale, T is tune in, and then P, pray, right? So I shorten it up because a lot of times when we start to get angry, the bathroom is a great place to go because there's a lock on that door and there's a great excuse. If you don't want to tell anybody why you need, you need to calm down or you need to calm down, you just say, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Okay. Right? No one's going to question you going to the bathroom. Yeah, yep. you can't go. They don't want to be in your pants, right? <laughs> so I, I say, sit and pee. Okay, sit and pee, <laughs> sit and pray. So going or through both. those, stopping, right? It's, I, I is kind of coming a little bit before us. We'll, we'll just go there. I is inhaling. We As soon as we start to feel the emotion, start mm-hmm. taking those deep breaths, right? Yeah. Um, inhaling we have a bone in our our brain called the sphenoid bone it looks like a butterfly and as we're taking deep breaths it's massaging our pituitary gland that's sending out the hormone so there's real real science behind Mm -hmm. you know how god created this to work for us right yes Mm -hmm. so we start taking those deep breaths and we're stopping we're separating if we can get away from the situation again bathroom if you have little kids maybe across the room mm. or just even in the same room, remove yourself. Like if you're on the floor, sit on the couch. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, but taking that moment to separate, okay. I'm not saying this is easy to get to. And sometimes we forget, but that's what that trigger tracker is, right? Nice. The trigger tracker is okay. Next time when I'm in the situation, so we're trying to re- rebuild a new habit, a new yes. way of thinking. Right. Yeah. yeah something, so, I, uh, something I like to do with, um, with clients is because it is hard to stop in the moment when you're angry. Mm-hmm. And generally, especially with anger, yeah. it's like you're already angry before you realize your anger. Like I you're know. angry, you know, like you're like, ah, I'm angry, but who cares? You know? <laughs> so one of the things I like to do with clients is actually ask them what starts happening in your body yeah. when mm-hmm. you're beginning to get angry. So like finding the trigger within that. So mm-hmm. a lot of people like, like their shallow breathing or heat or, or, you know, in their head or throat or pressure. Normally something happens within someone's body. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what we normally connect that. I would maybe think, you know, stop to. Right. Like, yeah. Hey, that's happening. You're about to, 
you know, cross over that line. So you better start breathing. Mm -hmm. It's really about staying in the moment, Mm -hmm. right? It's about keeping our mindset in the moment instead of letting it go. Like I let my panic go and take over. And that's what got me to the anger part Mm -hmm. where I'm hurting a relationship instead of just processing through that fear, right? Mm -hmm. And so in that moment, it's, it's easier to stay. And the more we practice that, we, we look for opportunities. I tell my clients, look for the opportunities to sit today and then nice. tell me about them, right? Or nice. write them down down and journal it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got that stop and separate. We have inhale, tune in is what's going on for me? Mm-hmm. Why am I so upset right now, mm-hmm. right? I'm so upset because I can't see my daughter. I don't know if she's okay. Mm-hmm. And she got ahead without stopping, mm-hmm. right? Is this really a big deal to, to fly down the hill and scream? No, I need this. Just it's all. I'll be okay. Whatever the outcome, because mm. I have faith in the Lord that He is sovereign over over all. Right, yeah. and so it's just getting yourself to stay in that moment. Take deep breath. Get to where I need to be, and then discuss what's going on. Nice. Um. So and it's okay. So here's the other part of anger. It's okay that you're angry. It's not okay if you hurt somebody with your anger, but it's okay to feel angry. And we have so much shame around the idea of yes. anger, right? Yeah. And so when you're tuning in, it's okay that I'm angry right now. Anybody would be feeling angry in my situation. So we're associating, hey, I'm not alone. Other people would feel this way. It's okay that I'm feeling this way, okay. right? It's just, it's the emotion right now. What am I going to do with this emotion? Lord, I don't know what to do with this emotion. I'm all over the place right now. Please give me wisdom and discernment in this moment. Don't pray for patience. (laughs) 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 Not in that moment. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Ask the Lord for wisdom and discernment, just like Solomon, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) That's the only thing we're promised that if you pray for in scripture, you will get it. Pray yeah. for wisdom and you will get it. Yeah. I'll give you yeah. liberally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're praying, Lord, give me wisdom, discernment. Help me to navigate the situation in a healthier way, please. That's good. And so that's that's the sit and pray moment. I love that. You may you you know you may not always be able to run to the bathroom and do this. Okay, <laughs> that's why I say practice it. During times where you know you can practice this, yes. and you're, maybe you're just home for the day, it's a weekend, nothing really major going on, but there's you're irritated or something happens, look mm-hmm. for those opportunities and practice them. Because what happens is, often, most of the time now in my life, when I start to get angry, it's kind of a chain reaction, like a 30-second thing. Okay, mm-hmm. breathe, stop, what's going on? Lord, I need help through this right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we get caught off guard, right? That's okay. Mm-hmm. There's there's reasons for this. Part mm-hmm. of that situation this last weekend is not just about me. It's not mm-hmm. all about Natalie. Yeah. That's something Sky may have also had to experience mm-hmm. for her journey yes. to move forward. Um, which is another thing that I talk about. Us making mistakes doesn't make us a bad person. It makes the mm-hmm. person who made us a, who made a mistake. So how do we use that to recover? And that's yeah. where you know I went back, Sky. I totally made a mistake. I'm making, I'm going to take responsibility for my actions. I should not have yelled at you like that. No matter what I was thinking or feeling, it wasn't right. Please forgive me for how I spoke to you and embarrassed you. Mm. I completely, I told her, I was like, I would be so mad at my mom 
if I would have done to you, if she would have done to me what I just did to you, it was totally mm. not okay. Mm. And and so I'm taking responsibility. I'm validating how she's feeling, right? Yeah. And I'm um, just telling her, you know, I want to work through this. How what's going on for you? So we're we're having that communication of validating their feelings. First, we take responsibility, validating. Then, if we need to have a consequence or a discussion, whether it's our husband or our kids that we need to like work through whatever, then we can work through the challenge. Um, kids specifically, that's when we can work through um, consequences. Sure. Right? Yep. But so before that, <laughs> yeah. if you have kids out there, um, my kids know that if I ever threaten something when I'm angry, it doesn't stand. We have to work through it. So if I'm like, you lose your phone for a week. They know um, she's upset and she's saying that because she's upset, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll deal with the real consequence when, when mm. we all calm down. <laughs> That's a good rule of thumb to try yeah. the best you can if your yes. prefrontal cortex is still activated, mm-hmm. um, but to not give consequences when you're angry, to wait yeah. until you're de-escalated to give lo- the consequences. A lot of parents feel like once they give it, then they have to follow through yeah. on that. Like, I have to be a person on my word. It'll never believe me. Right. And that's a yeah. good thing. Yeah. 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 I like how you say that. Like, hey, you know, if you're angry and you're really angry, you're not in your right mind at that point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love these steps and, and just taking that inventory and then yeah. you know, taking responsibility and really taking the lead, being a leader in your own home. Mm-hmm. This is what it looks like to apologize. Yeah. That, that's a huge deal. A lot of people don't know how to apologize within it's a true. marriage yeah, or yes. to their kids. So their kids don't learn how to apologize very well. And the cycle I, continues. Absolutely. I've had moms who are like, I didn't know I could say sorry to my kids. I'm <sighs> like, yes, we need to say sorry. Mm-hmm. Our kids need to see that we make mistakes. So when they grow up and make mistakes, they know they're not the mistake, right? Mm-hmm. And and same thing within our marriages, right? Going back to um, Mike and I, when I make a mistake, I have to go back and like, babe, I totally messed up there. I'm so sorry for what I said or how I made you feel. Mm-hmm. I was wrong in that. Please forgive me. This is what's really going on, right? Having that conversation mm-hmm. about what's what's going on between us and, and moving productively. I had... Yeah. Um, the uh, great advice one time we are uh, we want to attack the problem together not each other over the problem mm-hmm. right? love that so, so good. good man thank you so much for this all this wisdom and yeah. and help I, I know the audience is gonna take this and really be able to use it this is actionable yeah so tell us a little bit where we could find you and maybe even get some more resources on board yeah, absolutely. So I'm just at nataliehickson.com and uh, I have blog over there. I have the trigger tracker. And then when you sign up for the trigger tracker, you'll get a series of emails um, talking more about anger and, and working through that. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Okay. So well, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes, the trigger tracker link for free, as well as your website. We're going to close out this episode the way that we close out all of our episodes. And we're going to ask you this question. Rewind back to the first couple years of your marriage. What advice do you wish you would have received? And then fill in the blank, dear young married couple. (laughs) So I wish, you know, when we're looking at at anger in that way, I wish that I would have known that 
um, it's okay that I was angry. Mm. It's not um, something I need to hold shame, like hold on to the shame. I can let that go. And um, and that thing I said earlier, learning how to attack problems together instead of each other over the problems, being on the same team in that way. Mm. I love it. So Thank good. you, Natalie. This has been very, like Adam said, practical. I, I think people can take these actionable tools that you've given and put them into practice right away. So I'm looking forward to hearing the feedback from folks who put it into practice right away. So thank you. Thank you. All right, friends. We really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at dearyoungmarriedcouple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.